likes of vanity, sales of sanity. This is Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, Episode 3. You're listening to Three Marketers Walk Into a Podcast, brought to you by the fine folks at Response Suite. So let's talk about numbers and maths and science and exciting things. Uh, what are the three sort of main metrics that most entrepreneurs aren't paying attention to, but you think they should be and, and, and why? Mm, so I would go for, uh, for some, like, I, your churn rate. 
So, uh, okay, great. You've got a load of customers, but you're also like churning a load of customers too. You're losing them. What? All right. So if your churn rate is too high, why is that? All right. If you can keep them by delighting them with a simple extra email a week or whatever it might be, but, um, you know, don't, don't churn your customers too much, right? You're not a mobile phone company with like a billion people. All right. Your customers are important to you. So check your churn rate. That would be really, really important. Um, I guess the second one would be um, the average revenue per customer. Uh, what is it? Do you know what that is? If you've got like a thousand customers and, and each has bought like a couple of things from you, right? Do the analytics on that and just see what the average spend per customer is. All right. And then with that, you've got like, if you can measure it, you can manage it. So try and lift up that, um, that average spend per customer. Can you cross sell? Can you upsell? Well, there's a logistics like thing for you to think about. So, uh, yeah. And uh, the actual, well, new customers coming in as well. So as far as, you know, your churn rate, great. Well, how many new customers are you coming in as well? I'd have a look at that. <clears throat> so that would be not my three things. Okay. So obviously, it's, as you're saying, it's really important to look at, you're bringing in how many new customers you're bringing in. A lot of people do focus on that, don't they? They're like, oh, we've made this many sales, this many sales, but they don't look at what each customer is actually worth, what's the average value of that thing. And then, of course, how many you're losing off the back end. So that, that gives you a sort of almost like a, a business overview of what the hell's going on in terms of your customers themselves. So in terms of looking at things and keeping track on things, because it's very easy to go, okay, I'll have a quick look at it now when I log into my CRM or whichever systems I've got and have a look at, oh, I'm doing quite well. I'm bringing this in. But in terms of habits of looking at our metrics, a lot of us marketers are like creative people or we are passionate about the things that we teach and we sell. But really, the metrics and stuff are not our, you know, are not really our daddy, are they? So we want to know, I suppose what I want to know is, what should I be checking in my business, maybe on a daily basis or a weekly basis, on a monthly basis? What does that look like? What are the habits we should be sort of forming around our data? So I would, uh, I'd actually attack it from the other side, right? So the, uh, the best tools are the ones that you actually use. So first of all, if you, if I tell you to, you know, have a look at your Google analytics report or your WooCommerce sales report or whatever it might be, right. Um, by and large, they're horrible looking things. Mm. So what you probably want to do and, and you don't want to use them, right. It becomes a chore. So what you probably want to do is you want to look at um, uh, some sort of like a reporting system, whatever that looks like. There's many, many different types of SaaS software as a service out there um, that can do that for you, the reporting. Um, if you want the Povo pack, right, that works, w works pretty well, uh, you can use something like um, uh, Google Data Studio. Um, datastudio.google.com and that will like connect you into all of your different Google properties analytics AdWords etc and it even has connectors into your Facebook advert uh, dashboard as well wow. so rather than sort of like say you know oh every day have a look at this every week look at this yeah. if you had a report system where you could just be like look I'll just open up this dickhead there we go and uh, there it is it's on my screen at any time and it's showing me my live figures all right. Well, you can look at that anytime you want because that should be showing you like a 360 view of your business, your profit, your loss um, should be there on that screen. Okay. Yeah. So again, if you can pull the report from zero, right, then you've actually got your, your actual profit and loss. That's what you really like. Uh, am I losing money? Am I making money? All right. So have that on a nice report and then it's up to you how, how you do that. If you want to like check in like on a nightly basis, knock yourself out. All right. But if you want to do it on a monthly basis, eh, equally as well. It's all live figures. That's the point. You don't have to dick around trying to like get reports because if you have to do that, you won't. 
you won't you're bang on and that's how we all feel about you know if every day i have to go and fil- create a new filter inside of google analytics or something like that like you say it's it's not a pretty thing is it she's she's not beautiful so i think as well sort of putting a time frame on it and saying do this daily do this weekly do this monthly some sometimes in some parts of your business are going to change so for example if you're just doing everyday business you might just have that meeting where it's a monthly meeting let's see how we did in the last month but if you're currently in a launch like I know you have product launches regularly with your software systems. When you're in the middle of that launch, you want to be checking that maybe sometimes on an hourly basis to see how a certain page is converting or something like that. So it really is to be as a reactive thing in the business, probably more than a, okay, this is a stringent regimen, I suppose. Yeah. So are there any sort of metrics or numbers that you hear marketers talk about a lot just because they think they should, but actually they're kind of either misleading or they're just a complete waste of time and, and why and, and what are they? <laughs> Oh, I've got so much to say on that. But, uh, <laughs> I thought you might. Condent- condensing that down, I think um, the the misleading numbers are um, your cost per click. All right, so uh, that might raise a few eyebrows, but like if your cost per click in you know AdWords, for example, um, is let's go crazy here and say it was ten dollars or twenty pounds a click. All right, but the profit margin in your uh, in your product was I don't know, let's say five hundred pounds, and so like your conversion rate is up there. So basically, you go well, my cost per click might cost me twenty pounds. All right, but every time I make a sale, I, I'm getting five hundred. So yeah, I could do that all day, like ten pound a click. You shouldn't be looking at the cost per click. Keep an eye on it, but you should be looking at the CPA, the cost per acquisition. How much is it costing you to get that conversion, right? So that is the most important thing. The cost per click, eh, not so much. The second thing would be, right, seriously, I still see this, right? Likes are vanity. Sales are sanity, right? I don't care <laughs> how many like likes you've got on your Facebook page. Like, just rape fucking Facebook for its data and its adverts, all right. Don't think for a minute that you're going to build this whole business out and people are going to like log into your Facebook page every day and see your content. The only way that's going to happen is if you pay to play, even if you have a million followers. Right. So that will be one of my big bugbears is like how many Instagram followers, how many Twitter followers. Like it doesn't matter. You must go for the engagement. If you've only got an audience of 100 very engaged people that you literally talk with on a most of them on a daily basis or every tweet you send out, you get 100 people like talking to you about a specific subject. That is way better and more valuable than having a million followers with like a 0.0001% engagement rate. So again, likes of vanity, sales, sanity. It is the bottom line that counts, nothing else. So don't like look at these big sort of like personal training accounts or you know like the vlog beauty vloggers and go, oh no, I'll never get there. It doesn't matter. All right, you're there for the money. You're not there for the fame. Well, you might be, but most people listening to this podcast will probably be like, yeah, show me the money. So don't go for the follower count, all right? But go for the actual money that you can make from those followers. I think that's really interesting, especially for people who are new and starting out and maybe they're running Facebook ads or whatever and they're, they're conscious that their their cost per click is really high because that's what they're kind of tooled to look for. But they're not considering the fact, because they're not making any sales yet, they're not con- considering the fact that actually if I just keep hammering this and make a sale before I hit that, that break-even point, then, I, then I'm in a win. Truth is, if I had only one Twitter follower but they were paying me a million dollars a month, I'd be happy 
happy with that one Twitter follower. You know, that's so that's apply, so apply within. Yeah, yeah. I, I will drink tea to that, sir. <laughs> yes, I'll have a slurp myself. So you know, when people hear about like data-driven marketing, which is obviously your specialist, uh, your superpower, they might not really know how to really use the data they've got. They might be collecting all this data. They've we've stuck Google Analytics and Facebook Analytics, and we've got all this analytical stuff behind our website, and we've got reports. How do we actually use that? So can you give us some examples of ways we can use the data we're collecting in really practical ways to help us with our businesses, growing our business and that type of thing? Yeah, great question. All right, so data-driven marketing is just a fancy term for just going, look, we need more measurement so we can manage it better, right? So how that works, usually you need a grown-up to help you. So you'll need a coder, all right, a lot of the time to do this because it ain't your core business. Um, but let's just assume that you have like a grown-up there to help you. So the first thing you can do, if you've got Google, Anal- uh, Google Analytics on your website, everyone has that, okay? If you don't, you should. So with Google Analytics, we can basically see uh, who's coming to our website uh, from where geographically. So what town, what city. Uh, We can see what device that they're accessing our website from. All right. So mobile, what mobile version, um, what uh, desktop browser. Is it a Mac? Is it a PC? We can see what time they're actually hitting our site. We can see what pages they're looking at. We can see how long they're on our pages for and we can also set what we call conversions right or goals in analytics parlance all right and a goal can be uh something stupid like uh, something simple not stupid something simple like oh they're on our page for more than 60 seconds all right and they've looked at three pages that could be a single goal all right so okay so what uh, what I would do is uh, if a new customer came to me and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, we've had our site. This is actually a true story. So we've actually got a customer right now. Uh, they're based in here in Thailand, in Bangkok, uh, and they sell ridiculously priced um, iPhone cases. All right. Like these things are premium things like $200 for an iPhone case. Right. Oh, wow. So what we're doing is we had a look at that. The sales started to drop off. So what we did is we had a look at the analytics and uh, they were finding that uh, in the early days, they were selling like an absolute heap of these things. Um, and then suddenly it kind of dropped off. When we looked at the data, uh, we actually saw uh, for age groups that were actually coming to their site. Um, and we could see what phones they were using to access the site. Now, this is a premium iPhone um, provider. And when we looked at the data, we could actually see that like it was actual older people, right? So 55-year-old plus, right, that were using android devices premium android devices all right so no wonder like nothing was converting because the wrong traffic was coming there right and the reasons for that well once you know that there's an issue you can then scrape away and you can see why that became an issue all right so data-driven marketing can like kind of help us uh, make decisions of where we should perhaps put our ad spend so let's say for example again that you look at your analytics right so that was one case let's have another case you use google analytics and you're like right i need to get my best bang for buck on my facebook adverts so what you do is you have your google analytics on there um it's been on there since day dot you have a look at it and you see and right okay most people coming to my site appear to be coming in from london um, they seem to be 25 to 35 bracket and they seem to be hitting me at around about 6 to 9 p.m. at night. No dramas, right? And they seem to be hitting me from mobile. So armed with that knowledge, what you would do is you'd actually then say, right, well, I'll take that information and put that into my Facebook ads. So you wouldn't just go, hey, Facebook ads. Yeah. 
Facebook ads, I'd like to put this from 25 to 65 year olds on all devices, including desktop. Um, that's what I want to do. Well, the analytics, the data has told you that they're younger people in London and they're on an iPhone. All right. So when you do your, your, um, your Facebook adverts, that's how you would target it. So you get better bang for buck. So you'd say, hey, Facebook ads, run it just to iPhone people, this age group, 25 to 35, and just in London, please, in the orbital, the M25 region. And then you can like, add your layering on top of that. What's their interests? What's their demographics? And blah, blah, blah. But analytics has told you how people are coming to your website. So double down on that particular demographic. All right. So that's, that's, that's another crazy. example of data-driven marketing. I right? never would have thought about taking, and maybe this is just naivety, I don't know, but about think about taking the data you're getting from your existing traffic through something like Google Analytics or whichever platform you're using oh. and using that to inform your Facebook ads. I've literally never thought about that before. Make them work together. Yeah. Make them work together. It's, it's actually a beautiful thing. So you mentioned Google Analytics a couple of times. Uh, aside from that, what would you say are the best tracking tools that marketers should be using? It depends. Well, it always, in marketing, it always it depends is the stock standard answer, right? Uh, how deep is your pocket? How deep is your budget? So I think most people listening to this podcast would be kind of in the, in the small to medium size business range. So cost is going to be a consideration. So if we're talking about bang for buck, I would probably steer you all towards saying, okay, if you can write this one down, um, you'd probably want this, what we call stack. All right. Again, you'll need a grown up to probably set this up because it's, it's not pretty. All right. <laughs> but you'll need Google analytics and you'll need to have that set up correctly. All right. Then you have Google Tag Manager, you have Google Search Console, Google Optimize, Google Data Suite, and you hook all of that together. All right. So like there's all the raw ingredients, but the way that you connect them all together is, of course, critical. Now, once you do that, magic happens. Okay. You've got then visibility on everything to do with your website. Who's actually converting? What devices they're coming in from? What time of night? What city? What demographic? What are they in the market for? If you have something called Google Optimize, all right, again, that's free. Uh, Google Optimize will even allow you um, to say, right, well, if I create a Facebook advert, this is advanced stuff, right? So I'll, I'll go a little bit easy on this one. So I'll give you an overview. If you have Google Optimize connected onto your standard website, what that means is you can run up your Facebook advert. And what you do with your Facebook adverts is you'll have multiple versions of that advert. So for that, we call that split testing. All right. So if you have a single advert on there, that's probably not the best way of doing things. Maybe if you change a few words around or you might um, might uh, be advertising to North London versus South London, for example, that would be a split test. Who's going to convert better the North London, the South London, right? Maybe it's the image that's different, et cetera, et cetera. And we're talking about Facebook ads and we're talking about Google Optimize. So what happens is with your Facebook adverts, with your different versions of the advert, you can put in there what we call a URL fragment. Okay. Now again, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but it's a special little code that you can put in there. And what happens is you then go back into Google Optimize and you say, hey, Google Optimize. Yeah, Google Optimize. If someone comes in right from uh, this URL, can you actually show this version of my web page? Uh, mm. Yeah, sure I can. And you can say, hey, Google Optimize. If they come in from South London instead, right in the South London version of my Facebook advert, 
on my page, could you change all of the text, please, automatically to make it more relevant to South London? And also, could you put a South London bridge-like image on the page as well? Google Optimize goes, yeah, sure. No worries, fam. I got you. All right. So what you're doing there, when you like mix all these things together, it allows you to actually present what we call a dynamic content web page. It's a single web page, right? Your normal web page, but with off the shelf tools, right? You can say, right, well, I'll just make it dynamic content, right? If they come in from the South London version of my Facebook advert, show them all South London wording. They come in through the Yorkshire version of my, my Facebook advert, show them the Yorkshire Dales, right? Make it more relevant to that user. So when we talk about like what tools that you should be using to me- measure and manage, again, Google Optimize, talking into your split testing, talking back to your um, your data studio. So again, you'd have to try and interpret all this crap. You just basically go, yeah, okay, a grown-up set this up, right? I just turn my computer on, yeah, and then I click this link, yeah. And then I get to see everything all, all on the screen at the same time. And, and they've set it up so it's green is good and red is bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Oh, I'm down with the kids on that. So <laughs> yeah. that's what you want to do. All right. Yeah, you've so, got to do the limitations. Absolutely, you do. So apart yeah. from um, analytic, analytic software and stuff, what are your sort of top software tools, ones that you didn't create? And we're not going to be biased here because I know you've created some phenomenal platforms and mm-hmm. we can find, we'll talk about how people can find out more about mm-hmm. those in a bit. But um, sure. apart from the stuff you've, you've developed yourself, which other software tools uh, do you rely on most? Um, I tend to use a lot of uh, Hotjar. So hotjar.com. Um, you can use Hotjar or you can use crazyegg.com. They do the same thing. Uh, so tools like that allow you, because you, when you have a look at your website and you go, oh no, when I look at my analytics, the analytics gives you all of the details that you need about who's coming to your website. But what Google Analytics doesn't tell you or doesn't give you is why the data is there. All right. So I've got a big, huge bounce rate. Why is that? All right. Oh, no. I've got a big bounce rate on Samsung Galaxy Note users. Right. Oh, no. Why is that? Well, Google Analytics won't tell you. All right. It's just showing you the data. So when you use something like Hotjar, right, you can actually see literally from the time the person arrives on your website. All right. Until they leave, you can see every swipe, tap, click everything they enter um you can see everything it literally is a screen recording of that person on your website so again um the tools i use to be able to do that uh hot jar or you can use crazy egg now they're paid services but they're worth their weight in gold um hot jar i had uh 477 uh clicks on a very very premium um uh, website for uh, getting test drives for BMWs and Range Rovers, and this is in Ireland. And we got 477 clicks within inside 24 hours, right? So for premium vehicles, and uh, fuck yeah, like go Nathan, right? Me and my team, we were like toasting. However, not a single person, not one, clicked on the button to make a test drive. Like, seriously. So 477 people saw the advert, right? We targeted really well. They clicked it. They landed on the page that we designed, and not one person out of 477 converted. That's really embarrassing. When we had a look at the Hotjar data, all right, the data actually told us and showed us that people were arriving on the webpage. Yay. There was a picture of a BMW, a picture of a Range Rover, 
and they were clicking on that picture. They were clicking on the pictures below. They were clicking on the phone number. They were clicking on pretty much everything apart from the big button in the middle of the screen that said book test drive. <laughs> All right. I am not even kidding. Literally, this happened. Right. And it was a big uh, blue button. And so what we did is we looked at him. We were just like, well, shit. You know what we'll do? We'll change that to be green. Why not? All right. We'll change it to green. Within 15 minutes of that going live, we'd actually booked two premium test drives. Wow. So we wouldn't have known that unless we could actually use the tool, Hotjar in this case, to actually see why people weren't clicking the button. I mean, why weren't they converting? So the tools that I use would be Hotjar as the takeaway point. I use Google Analytics uh, daily, and I also use um, Google Data Studio, right, to give that to clients in an easy, readable format. No one wants to sit there and read analytics reports. No one wants to do that. But they do want to read a nice, lovely, green is good, red is bad kind of report, right? So those would be the things that I use. Um, and thirdly, I would use uh, Zapier, all right, Zapier.com. Um, that thing is just like, it's like digital glue. If you've got like, you know, a SaaS service, a software as a service right here, and then you want to glue it to that software as a service over there from a completely different company, then how do you make one talk to the other? All right, well, you use an intermediary called Zapier. All right, so that will be the digital glue that binds those two completely different services together. Very cool. Use that. Very, very cool. Wicked. Now, obviously, you've developed a number of pieces of kind of killer software. So how do you identify your market needs and then create something that fills that gap? When I get pissed off with like the lack of tools out there in the marketplace to fulfill a need that I need, all right, or I just go, there is nothing out there. Fine. Fuck it. I'll like, I'll create our own. So I actually create our systems through necessity. Um, and then from there, it usually happens that uh, we then show that to a core group of people. We get our first hundred users on there, first hundred paying customers on there, and then it explodes out from there. So usually to answer your question is from necessity. There is nothing out there that we like to do what we need it to do. It's that's funny because that's, that's exactly how we develop response week because we both wanted something I did, what response week does, and it doesn't do it. All right, we'll take a breathe and then we're going to come back with the quick fire round. Hey, hey, you don't want to miss out on more of these fabulous nuggets, do you? Make sure you subscribe to the Three Marketers podcast now on your podcast player. Okay, let's head into the quick fire round with Nate. We're going to give you a bunch of questions, snappy answers. Let's find out. First of all, what's a book you'd recommend? Um, uh, I don't read books. I can't recommend anything. I haven't read since Harry Potter. I, I don't read anything. It's too out of date too quickly. <laughs> Harry Potter then. Uh, what is your top success habit, either daily or weekly? Uh, consistency is key and not to give a shit what other people think. Okay. And uh, with that in mind, so who do you look up to? No one. And how would you define success? Um if you can sort of hold your head high, go and buy what you want, when you want, and also how you are judged by your peers, um, which is weird to so the previous answer, how much you can give like, to other people. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, who do you like more, Rob or Kennedy? Don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, tell us where can people go and find out more about you? Uh, they can go to nathanhig.com. Um, my website is horrible though, so I'll probably steer you towards wowq.io. That is a uh, GDPR compliance plugin. Um, so yeah, that's our new product. You should look at that if you're in Europe. <laughs> there you go. Or even that, yeah, even talking to people in Europe, I suppose. Great stuff, Nathan. Thank you so much. I've learned so much from this. I know a lot of people often 
don't think about the data being as a sexy thing, but I know you've certainly made it really interesting and shown us how to take some of that data, which is a bit, you know, it's a bit stale and a bit sort of boring, and then actually use it to get better results of the creative stuff we're doing. Thank you so much, man. Welcome. Don't miss a thing. Check out the show notes at blog.responseweek.com.